Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Expressions the Podcast. This week we're speaking with Craig Humphreys from Highworth Paving Services from the UK. Greg, thank you so much for being here this week. I know I've already thanked you a second ago, but officially, while recording, appreciate you, man. Um, I saw the work that you did with your paving and all the things that you do with the driveways and patios, and I reached out to you because I'm a believer that creativity comes from everywhere, and sometimes people don't even realize how creative they can be. Um, When I reached out to you, I was excited that you said yes, because uh, I think that paving takes a real skill. Aurora and I were just talking about it before you came in. Um, The creativity needed to choose the patterns and the textures and the types of stone and lay it out in a way that's appealing um, and makes sense. I don't know if everybody's tried doing this. (laughs) I just have simple, you know, bricks out in my back and I spent four days just trying to get it level and straight. and, And that's not even putting a pattern in it. So there's some respect here for the work you do. And when I reached out and you replied to me, something you said kind of, kind of hit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat it here. Um, so what you what you answered back was, sorry about my answers. I'm probably not as creative as most of your guests, but I'll do my best. And I disagree. And here's why. <laughs> First of all, um, as the things I've just mentioned, choosing the patterns and choosing the stone and the and all that to me is baffling. But it's not just that. It's it's the conversations you're having with the clients. It's your ability to hear what they want and change and do what you need to do to make it fit what they want. It's all the meandering through the situations that you do on a daily basis that shows the true creativity. Um, It may not be drawing art. It may not be painting, you know, a Picasso in some people's eyes, but ultimately it's all about creativity. And I think you've got it in spades. So thank you again for being here. I'm going to shut up for a quick second. I'm going to say hi to Aurora. And let Aurora say hi. And then we're going to get into uh, talking with you, Craig, and getting a little bit more detailed about what you do. So, Aurora, hello. How are you? Hi. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, um, I've been a little busy the past few days. Um, It was, uh, I guess, in real time, not uh, the recording time, but uh, it was Father's Day a couple days ago. So I had to arrange a little meet up with my dad and uh, I had to do that before work and then after work I had something so it's been a long couple days but it was really nice to to see my dad and I want to wish Craig a happy Father's Day because I understand that you're a father too so very happy Father's Day to you um, and uh, essentially uh, after this I have a photo shoot to do so I'm doing some maternity photos I'm pretty excited about that um, but Just as Brian was saying earlier, I'm super excited to get into this conversation because uh, this is something actually my grandfather um, attempted years ago when I was, I don't know, maybe 10 or something like that at his house. He had a basic, like plain, uh, you know, asphalt driveway and he didn't like the look of it. He had a beautiful garden and he wanted to accent that with a brick driveway. It was very simple, nothing patterned or anything like that. But I remember that being such a long grueling process to really like make things look nice and he didn't even have you know a fancy pattern or anything so um i uh, i looked at your work when he first said that you'd be a guest and i was so excited i had to be on we haven't had someone like you on yet so super excited to get in the conversation so someone like you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so craig let's hear from you sir how have you been How's work going for you these days? How's life treating you? 
and then we'll get more detail. Yeah, first of all, it's, it's great to be here. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm a bit nervous. I haven't really done anything like this before. Um, yeah, it works great. You know, it is my full-time job now. So, you know, I've just, I wasn't always creative at the paving. It's just something you pick up with experience. Um, like I said, and if you do a great job, that's why we're always in work. And uh, we've built a great reputation in the local community and I don't have to travel very far. Um, but yeah, I'm all good. Um, and the work keeps coming in and it's probably too much for me to handle. I have to turn customers away now. That's not a bad problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what everybody's hoping for, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. So where do you draw from? Like, who is this, the standard customer that would give you a call and say, hey, we need your services? Is it the, you know, general person homeowner or do you do more commercial work? Well, I, I started out as commercial work. Want me to start from the beginning? Or, um, but nowadays it, it's all private work. So I went, I went to this when I was about 35 into the private side of things. Um, when I left school in 1987, I was, I, well, I went with my uncle for a bit in a small building and then 18 I joined a big paving firm and we travelled all of the UK staying away and we did like commercial projects like uh, dockyards, petrol stations or gas stations, uh, big industrial estates um, and I stayed doing that till I was about 26 and I was basically working for people all the time. And then there was a recession and I had to actually go into a, like a Honda car plant, which is just down the road here in Swindon. Uh, I went in there for nearly 10 years, but I kept my paving side going part time. And then I came out of there and just advertised in the local magazines and I went from there. So you started from scratch. You didn't inherit a business from somebody. You, you knew what you wanted to do and you said, let's take this path. Yeah, I mean, I had three kids. The, it was my wife didn't work, so it's about money. And I, so I was went into the Honda plant, and I, I also started up a paving firm, you know. And I did that at weekends, and when I was on shift work, I did it after shift. Um, and it just got bigger and bigger. And in the end, I was able to leave the car plant and go back on to the, what I wanted to do. Nice, nice. Is it fair to say you love your job? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's retirement, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> I've got my son with me now, so I'm trying to train him up, and he's doing really well. Um, hopefully one day he might take it over, but he's not too sure yet. But yeah, I do like the work. Yeah, you, like you said, you can be creative. You're working with your hands. Um, and that's why I didn't really like it in the Honda car plant. I felt that, you know, I was letting myself down. There's more to life. I've got to do more. Um, and I enjoy being my own boss as well. Nice. Yeah, that's that's a huge plus. Aurora's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. We, we both work selling cameras and she's the manager of my store. So yeah. <laughs> I'll be no. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's awesome sometimes when, uh, you know, like you can kind of work freely on your own and be your own boss. Like um, even myself, like I'm the manager of the store that Brian works at, but I have a regional manager and that regional manager has a manager above and, and so on and so forth, all the way up to the CEO. So they're, <laughs> um, you know, doing stuff on the side, like, you know, 
my photography and Brian, uh, his workshops and stuff like that. It's, it's really nice when you can create something on your own from scratch and, uh, you know, build something out of it, build a community of people who, you know, love your work and love what you do. So that's very yeah. incredible. Especially when you can see it, like you said, one of your proud moments is when you see people sharing things on social media, they're proud of the work you've done. Um, I'm kind of going to be a, a bit of a stupid Canadian here for a quick second. Uh, I saw <laughs> one of the reviews that somebody gave you and they said, brilliant, quick and very professional. Craig knows his stuff. And now because of his skills, we are the envy of our neighbors. Our driveway is a 10 year guarantee and has added thousands of pounds to the value of our home. Great job. Of course, stupid Canadian I hear has added thousands of pounds. And I'm thinking, of course it has. You did stonework. I mean, there's tons of <laughs> stone everywhere. And very heavy. Um, <laughs> but of course, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but it's true though. I mean, the, the work you do isn't just appealing. It adds value to people's homes. So yeah. is that something that you consider when you're designing the, the patterns and all this stuff, when you're working with your client, how does that work? Actually, first, when you're working with your client, how's that relationship go? Do they call you and then you show up and you have a look at the landscape? And yeah. They call me and, um, some of them, I they don't, you know, I don't know. Some is on rep, uh, you know, on my reputation, and I've been recommended to them. And um, some know what they want, some don't. And sometimes I like the ones that don't know what they want. I say, look, do you want like patterns? And some will say, no, we just want it plain. But I enjoy it when they do give me a free reign. Um, but you have got to be careful with the creativity because there's a certain amount, you know, you're not going to get. A customer is not going to pay for everything. They might want to keep it a bit lower budget. Mm. Um, but I tend to do these these patterns for nothing anyway, because what it does, it people that drive past see that driveway, and because you've put that pattern in it, they think, "Oh wow, look at that!" And you will get so much work out of that you'll never be out of work. Um, so I just do that for nothing. These patterns. Um, so. There's a thin line between actually doing too much and, you know, losing money. That That's what I was just going to ask you. You say you do it for nothing. I'm going to pull up um, a page here. Do, do Here we are. And I'm going to just talk about some of these patterns that were like, this is a very kind of a planar design, but you've still got a border on the edge. Yeah. But we get to something like, let's say this one here. So yeah, I mean, that's incredible. I'm not a designer, but I, I watch a lot of designing shows and the herringbone pattern. That's a herringbone, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's herringbone. Yeah. So to combine that with the border that you have, you've got different types of stone and you've got different patterns. That doesn't cost somebody extra. No, I actually, that, that was one of my first ones I did in this pattern. Um, I, I, what I, I sort of measure the drive and I charge on a square meter rate. Um, and I didn't charge any extra for that. Um, but it's it's worth it because obviously you've seen my videos that have got gone viral since. And we, I mean, I've only been on sort of TikTok on that. My daughter showed me at the start of sort of the lockdown. Um, and it's just gone mad. So, TikTok, eh? Yeah, it's just yeah. been, well, all, all my social medias, you know, I've been shared around on a few big Facebook groups and it's been amazing. And that's just through doing silly things like that. But so in a way you do get paid for it because it's sort of made me. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I, I shoot professional wrestling and 
I only shoot for two people really. And I do it for, I guess you could say free. Um, but there's so, so many other benefits that come along with it. Like you're saying, sometimes just putting something in front of somebody's eyes uh, that matter uh, makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference to your, your long-term income. It's not just about, you know, pay me right now. It's about thinking the long-term. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is a, a guy that I, well, I don't know. I know him from social media and his work is fantastic. You know, really, really good work. And, but he has actually gone broke where he's, he can't help but doing too much creativity and it's taken him so long that he's just not made any money and it's costing him money. He just can't help himself. But it's that's his that's, work. Yeah. In Dubai or somewhere, I said there is a market for it, but I don't think landscaping in the UK, there's a certain amount they will pay for it. Get what I mean, but there is definitely a market for this guy, what he's doing and the creativity shows, but he broke himself where he's taken yeah that's that's a real fine line i think in a lot of art in general um if you see it more as art and you put your heart and soul into it then it's not about the time it takes it's about the end product and i mean we're going to talk about the challenge that you would do later um but obviously striving for being as perfect as you can is important especially to people who are proud of their work so yeah, there's a real fine line there. I mean, pretty much with anything, even if Aurora were, were to go do her matern maternity shoot later and overthink things and just, you know, overcomplicate things and take a drawn out period of time to travel there, to travel back and the time it takes to do it, your your overall dollar per minute or hour definitely takes a tank and yeah. time is money. So how do you balance that? Like, um, I mean, obviously you want to have something that looks appealing and so on. Do you have certain little techniques that you've you've learned over time that speed things up or well yeah that's what i sort of pride myself on as well because i came from you know i'm 51 now i've been block paving since i was 18. um and like i'll go back when i started and it was in the commercial world i was laboring for someone but you would get paid for how much you did the quality wasn't very good learn all the tricks of how to be quick and now i sort of combine the two i also i've also got some great tools that you know a lot lot of people say oh i can't afford that but you've got to have the proper tools and it and they pay for themselves and it helps me it helps me quick you know and i've trained my boy up when we work as a, a really good team we always know what you know we there's always something to do that's what my old boss used to tell me and he's getting that into him now so there's always something to do and we work efficiently. Um, I love it. And like awesome. now I, I've, I have done well financially, but it's been hard work. It's hard work uh, physically and it's hard work mentally, you know, with all the paperwork and. Yeah, because the physical work is only part of it. Yeah. And any business to keep anything going, it's, there's, it's 24 seven. Your mind's always going. You're always trying to, but did I forget this? Do I have to do this? What's tomorrow? Yeah. So that, it's good on you. Good on you for doing well at it. I mean, I, I'm around, I'm the same age. I'm turning 51 um, in like nine days or six days or something. And uh, you know, you have a lot of experience at this point in our lives. Uh, we've done a lot of bullshit stuff and you know uh, we've, we've gotten paid nothing to do it. Um, maybe in different 
careers. It's shocking to me, actually, Aurora. It's shocking to me how similar it is with what Craig's talking about and what we would do day in and yeah. day out. You know, aside from the physical labor part of it. So obviously, you're probably much beefier uh. than me, but. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so it's so similar, don't you think, Aurora? Yeah. So I was actually just thinking, like when he was saying that it's you know the work that you do is only a very small part um, of of the aspect of the business, right? You know, you you lay out the driveway, you lay out the brick. Um, for us, it's you know shooting pictures, but behind the scenes, like there's so much more that you have to do to get yourself to the point where you're even having a customer. Um, there was this uh, post that I saw. A little while ago is um, the amount of work you see versus the amount of work you do and it's a picture of an iceberg and it's just the tip at the top showing what you see and what it is you actually do behind the scenes and I think that really speaks to what Craig was just saying there for sure because um, yeah. there's a lot of stuff in the back end uh, you know the planning the preparing the talking to clients the answering questions uh, you know the back and forth and you know working with vendors i'm sure is a, another big part of your job and and uh it's only a small amount of work actually gets seen by the by the client um and uh yeah it's it's definitely a hard one to play at for sure and the cost uh, of the gear right like we have yeah stupid expensive cameras that if you're going to take it to that next level you kind of have to have and yeah. you've got those stupid expensive tools that you have to have to to get the job done in an efficient way too right yeah yeah definitely. i mean um, i did like i said i was 35 coming up to 40 where i really got myself going um but i think in a way in the early 20s if i would have started up my own business then i would have probably failed by probably rush in and making too many mistakes um so i think in a way i've been successful because i started up later and i was a bit more mature um and i'd learned a lot by then um i mean i've got a lot of respect for a lot of young lads who do start their own business just for me it wouldn't have been right and it's the same for my lad who works for me george he's 26 but he doesn't really want to take the reins yet but i'm hoping it grow into it a bit like i did so yeah, experience helped me a lot. Yeah, for sure. It gives you confidence. It gives you, um, you know, you can be more assured in your decisions, right? Definitely. Really. Yeah. Well, I, I'm stoked for you. I, I think it's awesome, the work you've done and, and the fact that you're at that stage and you've survived it because I know a lot of people in that line of work are uh, lame in many ways from injuries and so on. I'm sure you've had your own. Uh, since we're going there. What kind of injuries do you guys run into on a daily? Well, obviously, I don't know if you've read all the comments on my TikTok and people, the most common comment is, my back hurts just by watching. I must yeah. have comment over <laughs> him. Uh, I mean, I have had a bad back and I sometimes I wake up and a bad back, but it's when I go on holiday and lie on a slump, sunbed, that's when my back goes. <laughs> when I, you got to keep it going. I'm better, but obviously... Yeah, I haven't been too bad. I mean, like you said, you don't you don't have to go to the gym. Uh, it's your back mainly, yeah, because I am bent over and I'll go a bit careful. And but that's right. Yeah, it goes. I'm still I'm still going. I'm 51. Um, I mean, the guy I used to work for, Howard, he's 66 now, and he's had a couple of back operations. Same job as me. Trained me when I was a young lad. He's had a couple of back operations, but he's still doing this line of work. 
Hmm. Wow. I guess you rely more on the tools to do the lifting and stuff like that, but well, no, <laughs> no, he still does. Well, going back to our sort of technique that we use and we was brought up using, it's not great because you're sort of bent over laying the blocks, but that's what makes you, gives you the speed to get the jobs done in time to make a profit. I mean, some people are crawling around on their knees. Um, it's just, I can't do it like that. It's just too slow. It's just not the way I was taught. So the way I was taught is not great for your back, but I think your back sort of gets used to it, I suppose. You build your muscles in, your, in the, the job that you do. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Definitely. Aurora, you mentioned earlier about vendors, dealing with vendors. That's something I wanted to kind of talk about. Um, I, I find it interesting. I mean, I watch a lot of home and garden TV and that kind of stuff. That's pretty much the only thing I keep on. I love like gold digging up gold shows and, you know, all that kind of stuff playing in the dirt. I just love it. Um, I, the Jade shows where, you know, they're digging the Jade out of the ground and so on and so forth. Do you talk to those people directly? Like, how do you get your supplies? Do you have just like a store you go to that sells stone and pick it up from there? Like a, we have a Lowe's or a Home Depot. Well, funny you said that because the way I do it has changed since um, COVID. So, I mean, when we got locked down in 2020, my, I had a local, I've got accounts with all the local builders. Um, a lot of them shut and didn't open again. Hmm. Um, so what I did, I got a bigger shed in my garden and I, I got to buy stuff online. I get a couple of pallets and, and I store it in my own yard now. Um, oh, wow. I work for like a big stone company, Bradstone, and um, they're a massive um, And I'm what sure so they actually guarantee all my work as well. Um, and I ring them up direct and they send the product straight out to my jobs. That's awesome. That's the way it should go. You know, less, less dealing with all that mess. You get to actually, it's funny you, you see even say that because I run a business called day tripper photo. I teach photography as Aurora mentioned earlier. Um, one, I'm actually discontinuing planning annual workshops like a whole season of workshops this year at the end of this year it's my first time in 14 years that i'm not going to plan you know a whole season's worth of workshops because you just can't rely on anybody anymore no it, it is it the way i'm doing it now can be quite stressful because i'm booked up for the next four months and i've ordered all my material for every week so like monday come in i've got a delivery of um block paving to do a driveway and you have got to be on time. You can't just have them blocks turn up and you've been delayed on another job. And I've got every week all the way through for four months, I've got a different delivery coming to a different address. So I've put myself under pressure, but yeah, it's, it's sort of the only way I can do it at the moment. I bet, I bet for sure. I mean, there's shortages in every avenue, I'm sure too, that you must run into. Well, yeah, that's why I'm ordering I've totally changed what I do. I'm ordering four months in advance. But the thing with that is they're coming from the other side of the country and I can't sort of ring up and say, can I delay them? Because it's already booked in. It's, yeah. But it's working at the moment. <laughs> well, good luck. I hope it keeps on going. I mean, like we just said, this day and age, everything, you got to have to have contingencies and workarounds. And that's part of the creativity though, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I, I'm so stoked that you're able to do what you love to do. I know it's back-breaking work, 
Um, but the, the work shows, I mean, it, it's beautiful work that you do. Um, there's so many other things we could talk about. One of the things I want to talk about, I want to get into this now. We've talked about the backbreaking stuff. We've talked about the trials and tribulations and your learning curve. But TikTok, come on, where does that come from? Aurora, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Aurora. You, you talk on this one. Yeah, because TikTok is a big part of how a lot of businesses are growing right now. And um, not only does TikTok play a big part in, you know, growing businesses. And, and um, as you said, you got a little viral there um, with uh, some of the videos on TikTok. Um, and that's really brought your business to the next level. There's also a creativity to TikTok in that there's trends. Um, so if you, you know, uh, jump onto a trend and you make a video on a trend, then, you know, that could get viral and, and so on and so forth. Um, but if you do something creative and, and different than other people that stops the scroll on TikTok, um, it has such a uh, interesting algorithm. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, uh, you know, like your postings on TikTok and, and, and how that, uh, I guess, in turn impacted your business. Well, it was, again, it was lockdown and uh, my daughter told me about TikTok and she wanted me to take some videos at work. Oh, can I just congratulate my daughter, actually? She got married Saturday. So I'd just like to congratulate millions of people. Congratulations. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, she got me into TikTok and she got me to take a load of videos. I didn't have a TikTok account, so I sent her a load of videos and she made her first TikTok and it. It didn't go viral, but it was her best one. So I thought I'll have a go at this. And within a few weeks, I'd had thousands and thousands of views and it just went from there. But um, a lot of my videos uh, are not um, things that people haven't seen and little gimmicks, uh, little gimmicks, like you said, about how to do things quicker. Um, I get a lot of people um, private messaging me and asking me other questions about my techniques because I do do it some things a little bit different than most people um you know you'll get the people that say it's wrong right but like i i i always like to learn i always use tiktok social media every day is a school day um i'm still learning and people do things differently but you know you just got to find the one that's best suiting you um a lot of my techniques are totally different but I've had people message me and now they're doing it my way, which is great. And they've told me it's really been a game changer for them. Some of the stuff they've learned off me, which makes you so proud, you know? Yeah, I do know that. I do know what it's like to be able to influence people in a positive way. And it's my favorite thing of what I do by far is, you know, leaving a wake where people are, are learning and, and growing from what you, what you're able to share. Um, I'm sharing here your TikTok page. I just pulled it up. So do you do all the recording yourself? Like how, explain the process. Cause I'm, I know just doing a video takes me forever. Add that to the work you do. <laughs> I mean, I'd be there an extra five hours just trying to set stuff up. For example, I'm going to pull this up here. So you show up, you set up a camera and you do a time-lapse. Is that the, the idea? Yeah. I mean, George gets a bit fed up with me cause he's, He's working away, and I'm like you just said, I'm setting up a camera for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, these seven these videos, you know, they've they've gone absolutely viral, and it's, it's I enjoy doing it. I like, I mean, I'm I'm not a photographer like you guys. I I don't know where it come from, but 
I just enjoyed doing it. I'll take a little snippet and I'll just, I've got a bit better and try to make it as good as I can um, and just join them all together. And I come home and I just play with it and try and make a decent video. <laughs> but like I said, I'm no expert. I don't, I really don't know why I've gone viral in some of these videos. Um, it's just these little techniques I use here are, are probably different than some people use and they just like seeing it or seeing it. Oh, they haven't ah, seen. this is why this is why you're going viral because your workers show some crack when they work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to go there. <laughs> no, I, right, I, I think <laughs> like uh, TikTok, like specifically, there's a lot of different types and niches of videos that work really well on TikTok and uh, showing people how to do things that you, that most people don't know how to do. Um, really does well on TikTok, especially during COVID, because COVID, a lot of people picked up hobbies that they, or things that they've always wanted to try um, to either improve themselves, improve their house, improve, you know, uh, the interior design in their place, um, especially during COVID. And the fact that you're showing me is like uh, really detailed clips of uh, the work that you do um, in a creative way as well. Um, really speaks to a lot of people because you can actually see. Um, and then there's a whole other side of TikTok as well that really likes satisfying looking videos and seeing a you know brick pattern laid out um, for a lot of people, that's a very satisfying thing to watch. So you're talking um, about the OCD viewers <laughs> that just love the evenness of it. And it's just- Yes. And, yes. and that's, that's the same- For me, smoother. like I'm watching it and I'm like, this is like, seeing the pattern complete itself as you know time progresses that it just looks it looks so good it's yeah. it's satisfying to watch <laughs> totally yeah i'm just confused where's the level like i i sit there with a level on every brick level okay this one's fine move on to the next <laughs> what's up with that no level well because that that's what i said it's a different technique so because the levels used when i'm getting the level of the the base the sand or the cement or what i'm using that it eliminates your time playing around with the level when you're laying them. So level the ground but, first and then. Um, I, <laughs> the way I do it, yeah, it's called a screed and that. I, 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 that's all perfectly set at the right level. And then it's simple then because everything else is going to be level. It's going to be cr the cracked falls for your rainwater. It, it's quite hard to explain. Um, but, yeah, it's just little tricks I've picked up over over the time. And also, you know, it's it's doing it for the video as well. You know, you're trying to get a viral video and just do it, do something a bit different. You want it to look smooth. You don't want to sit there and yeah. yeah. Um, rainwater. You just reminded me of a question that I had earlier. Um, we live in Ontario. A little different weather than you may have where you live. Uh, I, I noticed you guys maybe get uh, about two inches of snow a year. <laughs> Is there more than that? Um, we didn't have any this year. Um, a couple of years ago, we had we had it quite bad last week. Uh, we don't seem to get it like we used to when I was a kid and that. Um, no, so we hardly get any now. Hmm. So, so if you were to hypothetically, you know, jump across the water, and uh, do some paving here in Ontario. Would the techniques work the same? I don't, I don't think they will. No, because I think you do. You get 
temperatures down to like minus 20 or so, do you? 20, that's 20. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Almost yeah. minus 30. It's minus 20 right now. Area. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe 10 degrees, but that's warm for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, go you're ahead. right. It, minus 20, you know, a little cooler than that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, yeah, minus 27 is like. I'm not really cold. Cool. <laughs> answer that but i do get comments on my tiktok from canadians saying that won't last not in canada it probably wouldn't i don't know i don't that, know i think that's it the salt and all the yeah all that kind of crap on the roads yeah that probably would be a little different i love the look of it and i would love to switch my driveway over to to the brickwork and the patterns and stuff like that but uh how do weeds work with it do you guys have a lot of weeds that come up over time or does that add to the patina of the driveway well, yeah, you, I have to say to the customer, it's not maintenance-free. Obviously, I put a weed membrane down. I do everything I can to stop the weeds. I spray each job with um, a joint sand stabilizer, which makes the sand go a bit hard to, to try and stop that. But at the end of the day, you have to, it's that anything outside is not maintenance-free. And I always say to the customers, you know, you don't buy a brand new car and never clean it. So... Basically, I, you, you can have a drive and keep it looking brand new as long as you look after it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the same with anything, though, isn't it? Yeah. Everything requires maintenance. Yep. So, what's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite driveways, patios? Like, what what job will you get? You'll be like, sweet, we get to do this this week. Well, I did a, a driveway, so I like driveways. I'm getting older, and it's all out the front, so. With a driveway, you just reverse your lorry up and fill it up from there, dip everything in with a patio or wheeling around the back. So I probably prefer driveways. Um, I did a lovely driveway this year in a new block called Bradstone Brad Drive. And I think it was that one where I was doing the round curb there. It was the end of that job. And yeah. that favorite, I really like that one. It was slightly different. Um, but yeah, I love doing driveways. And like I said, if they, I like it when they give me a free reign like they did on that that one. I could do what I wanted to do. Awesome. Um, sorry, go ahead, Aurora. Uh, so I had a bit of a question about, um, you know, the patterns that you do. Um, because not only, you know, the patterns are creative and different, but it does, it is, I'm sure, quite a bit of a, uh, take quite a bit of measurement. Um, I mean, I mean, after your experience, over you know uh, several years of doing this um, I'm sure you kind of get used to um, how to make a pattern like that but um, how long does it take you typically to uh, you know think up a pattern when someone gives you a uh, free reign on something like uh, what is your creative process do you go to the place do you visit it see the shapes and, and stuff like that and come up with something or do you have uh, different kinds of patterns and plans laid out ahead of time I'd just love to hear a little bit more about that well like I said I don't think I'm that correct. I go home I get like dribble of things in a ad um, I try and use like modern with new looks good though the new sort of porcelain you know which is like your kitchen floor tiles looks good with old cobbles and i love using like mixing the two materials together um you have got to be careful in case the customer you know they don't want that so i so i do it i do a little drawing and just explain to them and i say i think this will look nice um 
and sometimes I just do it, you know, off the cuff when I'm there and change it as I go. Um, the little diamond things I do need to, at the front of drives, you know, they do take quite a long time to cut, but I've got this, um, a dustless masonry saw, um, which is really good and really quick. Um, but I do need to come up with some new designs for the front borders of driveways because I think a lot of people are beginning to copy that one. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, you have to think of new designs. So you've put the stuff out on TikTok. Everybody has seen your work, and that in turn is pushing you to try and be more creative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, because I don't want to keep posting the same old thing and uh, – so it does put you under a bit of pressure to keep coming up with stuff. So we need to get working on something. But Is it just, it's you and your daughter that does the TikTok stuff? Well, it's just me, my, my son with me, helps me. Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you're anything like me, but uh, TikTok is... I have all these ideas of things I want to do on TikTok. I have this idea for light painting. I've talked to Aurora about this. Um, all these crazy things that I wanted to do. But when it comes right down to it, I post a video and I look through my, my phone and I try and find a cool video. I find it. I think, okay, what, what song would go kind of cool with this? Oh, look, it's my cat. Let's put something funny for my cat. You know what I mean? Like I don't have this structure and this ability to sit. I might sit for an hour trying to find a photo to post. And all of a sudden, two hours later, I'm, I'm watching some guy pop up and say, you've been on TikTok too long. You should put this away. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I get so sidetracked and thrown. How do you focus to put these things out on a regular basis? Because obviously that's what's going to keep your, your videos getting viral views, right? You have to be consistent and so on. Like, is this something you set up until two o'clock in the morning, stressing over and oh, I got to put a new video out or is, is it being natural for you? Or does it feel like you just enjoy doing it? No, I'm, I don't sit there all night now playing on TikTok now. My wife wouldn't let me. Um, I don't actually put that many out. I find once you have a viral one, you're probably best just to let it go for two or three weeks. Because I find if you put another one on, you won't get many views. So sometimes if I get a good one, I'll just leave it for two or three weeks and I don't put a lot on. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I've just been a bit lucky with some and they've gone mad. But no, I don't sit there all night no <laughs> i come home on a friday and i might have a couple of beers and i get bored and i'll just uh go through some old videos and i might just make a new one up um and that's what i've been doing lately sort of like clips of lots of little bits and they've gone quite viral now when i've made a viral video i had one video that i called viral i had twenty six thousand views i'm looking through here 2.6 million views um 8.6 million views that's beyond viral that is ridiculous yeah that's wild uh congratulations like yes you've had very good success on it and and like you said earlier it's it's definitely brought a lot to your business but um going back to brian's point earlier uh tiktok uh is kind of bringing you to a different level of creativity where you're having to think of different patterns so you're not posting a similar looking thing all the time um yeah. so i think that aspect of it is really cool too um because it's an yet another thing motivating you to set uh you know your business aside from maybe someone else's so i think that's that's really awesome 
Oh, great, yeah, yeah, it's I'm gonna have to come something soon, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Like, when's it all gonna end? Am I just gonna have to retire from TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've got a, a amazing stuff. Like, I, I know that there's people on, I know that there's people on TikTok who post the same videos that they've already posted, exact same video, um, but post it over again, um, or sit there know. watching other people's videos while they're both on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I'm just sitting here watching this video, but I'm getting credit for it. That's just weird to me. I don't understand. Yeah, that. like reaction videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, even if you're posting, you know, a different driveway, similar kind of pattern or, or whatever it may be, that's even more different than a lot of TikTok creators out there. And I think a lot of people on, on the platform um, who are seeing your videos and watching your videos are always going to um, you know see that you're putting effort into uh, this stuff so I, I, I don't think you'll <laughs> have to retire off of TikTok uh, I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be great either way um, and, and so. you use it for what you need it for too I think that's important um, yeah. Aurora and I are we work at Henry's camera here in Newmarket in, in Ontario and they have a foundation for mental health and they're always talking about, uh, do what you love and what's important. And, you know, you have to be safe with everything that you're doing. But beyond that, um, I forgot where I was going with this, to be honest with you. <laughs> I had a whole thing I was going to compare it to, but it just totally slipped my mind. So I'm just going to edit that part out. doesn't matter. <laughs> but ultimately, sorry, go ahead, Dora. It, well, I guess on, on your point as well is uh, you don't want to basically be in the way of yourself creating and making new things um, and doing what you love and, and, and focusing on the things that you love, I think makes, makes all the difference. So, um, you know, uh, social media could have potentially negative impacts on our mental health, but in yeah. a lot of ways, it also does the opposite. Uh, it inspires us. It's, it uh, you know gives us new ideas, um, and uh, it's amazing that you have people reaching out to you, saying that they tried something different themselves and they tried your your technique and and uh, it's working well for them. So uh, that's really great that you can inspire people too. Yeah, yeah. But, and also um, social media. I mean, I've, I've been approached by like the. Uh, Pross, which is like a tool maker from Germany, probably the biggest paving tool maker, and they want me to outsell some of their stuff. So it's you know it's, it opens up other avenues, which I never That's thought. Win-win. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe you know two years on I've, from going on TikTok, it's opened up all these, and all, also my TikTok videos are, have gone pretty viral on some Facebook groups. You know, I don't know if you ever heard of Lad Bible and Board Panda and stuff like that they've showed on they've asked me to show all their work all my work on their videos and everything that's, uh, what it, that's the way it goes i mean you're an influencer right that's you've influenced people uh, i remember what i was going to get at with the henry's thing there they have a, a social media campaign called uncaptured moments if you share something that you've done and you feel it's not just hey look at the pretty world it's something real you use the hashtag uncaptured moments and that um, the stuff that you do it's not a pretty world but it's a very satisfying thing as aurora was saying um it's one of those uncaptured moments that people don't necessarily think of 
in, in the world of creativity. So I thought that parallel was kind of interesting. Um, and before we get to our final three questions and before Aurora has anything else to ask you, um, I want to do a quick um, throwback to the beginning of our conversation where I started by saying how you felt that, you know, you may not be as creative. And I'm thinking that's only because uh, you don't put things on a wall. You don't do an art. Is that is that why you would say that first off? Um, well, I suppose, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never done a podcast before. I didn't think what you guys wanted to talk to me about. But um, I don't know. I was just confidence. And... Well, let me help your confidence a little bit. Um, you pay attention to contrast. You do drawings for people to show them your work. Uh, you're thinking off the cuff and making these decisions, sometimes from scratch, designing these things, right? You show up to a job site, you plan it all out. I think it's incredibly creative. When I first started in sales years ago, 1990, I started doing training from this guy named Brian Tracy. And one of the things he really opened my eyes with was when he said, we're all creative in some way. And even if you're driving your car and you get into a you get into a situation where there's a roadblock, you can think in your mind, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go this way. And I'm going to find my way around out of this mess. That's creativity right there. So creativity comes from all different places. And I'm really happy we got an opportunity to talk with you and to, you know, share this moment with you because I think it's it's awesome that you were, you were here on our show. Um, I can't thank you enough. And we have some questions for you. But before I get to those questions, Aurora, is there anything else you wanted to ask? Yeah. Um, oh man, there's so many questions in my mind going around right now and I just don't know how to, I guess, narrow it down. We covered your journey to like your career journey a little bit to, um, <laughs> like how you got to the business that you are today and how you manage your own business. Uh, but is there something about, you know, paving and laying brick patterns and something like that, that has always, or, or just patterns in general, that has always had an interest for you um, from, you know, a younger age? Well, when I reached 18, you know, I would go up the local pub and that, and my local town, there was, everyone was a block paver. There was like six gangs there. So there was a lot of, you know, I had a lot of friends doing it and we stayed away together all around the country. And it, we was a, you know, a really close bunch of lads. Um, so it made you love it and it made you work for each other. And, you know, you want it. I always wanted to be, the, you know, I wanted to be a football player, but I wasn't good enough. But if I couldn't do that, I wanted to be the best at what I did. Um, and I was lucky I had a boss that, took pride in his work and taught me everything he knew. And, you know, he taught me to be a perfectionist. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy working hard and I enjoy supporting my family, basically. Yeah, I like how you keep on giving credit to your, your former boss. Um, he was yeah, obviously a very good influence. And I think that is the difference maker for a lot of people is they have that influence, if they have that mentor, um, I had a, a guy named Dwayne Lee who helped me out a lot when I was first living on my own. Same kind of guy. He hired me to sell audio video stuff at the time. And, you know, I ended up living with him and, you know, knew his family and they're just amazing people. And having that kind of influence is so important to people. So I think you're also going to be that influence for people, especially with your TikTok videos. Um, it's very cool. 
Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we say goodbye, Craig? I know Aurora has one more thing, but yeah. Um, well, just thanks for having me on. It's been an honor. Oh, you're very welcome. Aurora, what else did you want to say there? Um, I, I just want to speak to the fact that, you know, you're talking about you're meeting with a bunch of people who are like-minded, um, who do, you know, the paving and, and the brickwork and stuff like that. And, um, you know, wanting to do a good job for each other and things like that. And I think that speaks to a lot of different avenues of creativity. Um, I myself this past year have been, uh, you know, really working hard with one of my best friends who I've known since the beginning of high school. Um, and we're both in the same creative field. Uh, but this year we've been really like bouncing off of each other and trying uh, to push each other to be more creative and do more creative shoots and do more um, for our businesses. And it just improves, uh, it, when you improve yourself and improve each other, it, things just kind of snowball from there and, and keep going. And I think it's really important to have people in your life, like, you know, those, that group of friends of like-minded people that mentor the boss that taught you um, to do things the right way. Um, because those kind of practices kind of, uh, like I said, snowball from there and it, and it really makes a, a great thing. So uh, that's awesome to hear. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky. I, I, I've got a great wife and great family. Uh, a couple of the other lads I work with weren't, weren't so lucky. You know, a couple of them have died now and they just took the wrong route because, you know, the sort of work we was in, we were staying away with a group of lads and, they used to drink a lot. Um, my wife wouldn't let me do that, so we. Uh, I'm lucky I had a strong family. A good wife. Can't say enough for a good wife. Shout-outs to my wife, Shelly. She's not here right now, but absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let me ask you a few questions. You know of one of them, so we'll start off with the one question. But at the end of every show, we have three questions. I don't know if you uh, – I do research on people. For example, before uh, before we did this show, I, I did the Google Maps and I saw across the street from your place, there's a whole bunch of solar panels. Is that a huge solar field that you have next to you? Yeah, yeah. You Do you draw energy from that or is that is that somebody else's? We don't draw energy from it. No, no it's a fuckers. It's Holding the sun. Pop, they're popping up everywhere, yeah. So yeah, Everywhere. There's so I'm much. Not, in, yeah, I mean, right. that's where I am, yeah. But I don't get no power from that, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Sorry. I, see what I mean? Like I, I do research. So I don't know if you, you did any research on our show, but at the end of every episode, we have three questions that we talk to people about. One is your challenge that you would like to issue our listeners. So why don't we start off with that? Do you have something you'd like to, I don't know if you remember what you said in the email. Well, I just think if anyone wants to start their own business at first, don't follow, um, chase perfection. So you build your reputation. Um, and then you can charge the big dollar because you've got that reputation. And once you've got that, people will use you. So if you're starting out a business, don't try and rush everything. You're going to make mistakes. Learn. And remember, every day is a school day. You'll learn every day. So listen to people. And take it in. But just try and build your reputation. Don't run around trying to make too much money at first because you're not going to until you build that reputation up. Every day is a school day. I love that. I love that. <laughs> My day tripper photo dream is to have a bus and on the side it says day tripper photo. This is our classroom. And it'll say right there next to it from now on, it'll say every day is a school day. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay. that is an incredible 
uh, piece of advice. Yeah, right. It's like so that. true. One of the, my favorite things about photography is you can never stop learning. Like you can literally spend 40 years on this discipline and then 40 years on this one and 40 years on this one. I'm sure it's the same with stonework. There's always more to learn. Um, and to think of it as every day is a school day. I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. Second question. Um, tools of the trade. Now you have lots of tools and I'm sure a tool of the trade for you may very well be one of your tools, but it doesn't have to be. A tool of the trade could be uh, the way you think, the way you, uh, one of our guests, actually two of our guests now have said their tool of the trade is their ADHD. You know, it's, it could be anything. What would you say is a great tool of the trade that you rely on every single day you work? Well, it's got to be my hands, I suppose. With, uh, yeah. Probably the best tool you can have, isn't it? And use Yep. There you go. That's a perfect tool of the trade, <laughs> especially in your line of work. All right. Okay. So for the last question we have before we let you free and get you enjoying your day again, I know it's getting, it's about almost nine o'clock there. It's so bright and sunny still. Yes. Yeah, middle of summer. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Last question we have for you is a fun one. What's your jam? What song do you listen to that you can't skip past? You give it a five-star rating. Anytime it comes on, you just have to enjoy it to the max or you just go to every single morning. What, what song would be your jam? Um, I forgot who sings it, but it's the Australian one. Hey, you there with a sad face. Come up to my place. Let's live it up. <laughs> I love it. You're the first person to sing the song for us. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I forgot who sings it. <laughs> you know, that's good enough. I'm going to look it up just by your singing. I'm going to find out what song that is. Is the Australian group? I think mental. It was out of Crocodile Dundee. You're old and better remember. Are you talking about Men at Work? Is it? And it's not men at work. It's, it's uh, mental. I think the song's called Mental or something. From Crocodile Dundee, the first one. <laughs> Man, you're, you're throwing it way back to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old I am. <laughs> we are the same age. We are literally the same age. I love that. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Craig, for being with us today. I really enjoyed our conversation. I uh, can't thank you enough. I've done it. I've said it many times. I'm sounding like an idiot now. Uh, Aurora, yes. Uh, I just want to say thank you as well. Uh, it, it's been such an honor to have you on and an honor to have you on uh, your first podcast. Like, yes, this is awesome. Uh, you're super viral on TikTok and I'm, I'm surprised you've never been uh, on a podcast before. So we're super happy to have you on Thanks. the show. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. And for everybody else who's watching right now, um, click like, maybe subscribe to our channel. Uh, tell the world that you've been listening to Expressions of Podcast because we have a great time doing this and we hope to be doing it for a very long time to come. And for now, we are out of here. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, 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 oh,